First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome to your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast. If you're trying us for the first time after hearing our ad on CompuBox Inside Boxing Live with Dan Canobio, welcome to the Two Brew Crew. We are the pot of the everyman. So grab your two beers, kick back and relax, and get ready for the banter. Beer one is sports, beer two is streaming and movies. I'm Jordan, the co-host here of this nut house. I'm with my boy Drew. Drew, how you doing, bro? Dun, 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 dun. Jordan, 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 let me just say, after months and months of being called a fool, I'm going to tell you and all of our listeners, old and new, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life as a Philadelphia fan. <laughs> How is everybody? I'm Drew. Yes. I'm, I'm the other guy. I'm definitely not the guy you're listening, you're tuning in for. That's definitely Jordan, but. <sighs> oh, baby. The Sixers trade. I can't believe it. Let's, you, let's, the yeah. The whole time you were right. Trust the process. We'll get there. We'll get there. Woo! Let's ease. I, I told you I'd ease into it, but I had to cut that promo. At least the pro- promo won for the night. Hey, I wish you would have yelled. I just didn't want you to come in over top. <laughs> I didn't want you to come in over top of my intro and just cut me off and be like, shut up, I got something to say. With a tear in my eye. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully everyone knows what that's, uh, what that's from. What is that from? Uh, it's Ric Flair. It's not after he won the oh. 1992 Royal Rumble. That was his promo with Mean Woo. Gene. Oh, I, I, I wish Tori would have came in and been like, get rid of that cigarette. Or put that cigarette out. Oh, oh hi. Michael. Speaking of which. I told him we were we were coming into the intro. That's I told him. But uh, I, I, listen, I, I consider myself an NBA fan, all right? Drew is an NBA junkie. Ambassador. A self-proclaimed ambassador of the game. He Of course, he had to throw it in there. <laughs> um, and our other guest tonight, also an NBA junkie, my brother, Tori White. Tori, welcome back, sir. It's always good to be with the two brew crew, cracking some brews, going over NBA talk. Love it. Because we're the three best friends that anybody Everyone could have. have. Woo! All right, so without further ado, let's I think get... the Jonas Brothers are in town next week. Uh, uh... <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. Smoke... <laughs> let's get to the niceties. Ready? Woo! Assume positions for uh, one... One of our crowning achievements here, the two-brew salute. Y'all ready? Three, two, one. Y'all ready for this? Uh, Not going to lie, I was struggling with that pool tab. I I didn't think I was going to get it in time for one. My fingers are starting to hurt from opening so many beer cans today. (laughs) That's some serious training. Oh, slurping them. 
Um, Slurp them if you got them. I got this beer called uh, Old Thunder Brewing here in Pittsburgh. And the name of the beer is called Impossible Object. It's a pale ale. Drew, what you drinking? I am on my third Nectar of the Gods, a double nugget nectar from our friends, the Trogues Brewery. Damn it. Why well, hate when I drink a beer out of a can and it tastes like it was in an old tap? Ugh, come on. Tori, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a beer from Equilibrium Brewery out of New York. It's called MC Squared. And I figured it's fitting because I have the NBA down to his science. Bam. Way, uh, but, you know, I guess it's all relative. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Oh, science joke. I'm the, I'm the Einstein hmm. of the NBA, all right? Hmm. All right. Um, so on that note, I just want to lead you guys into this. But the big trade, Mr. Dad Bod, Mr. Big Beard, Mr. Spearmint Rhino himself is heading to Philly. Woo! Drew, just I, I, take it from there. Do you, do you want to just scream? Do you want to describe the scene? Like, what? How, how are you feeling right now after all this? Let me start off with this. October the 21st, 2021, episode 54, the, refer- the Fearless, the Cowards, and the Knicks. I sat here after weeks of having to listen to people tell me I was a clown. I didn't know what I was talking about. Me and Daryl Morley were sitting in Fantasy Island how did we not trade Simmons for a bag of balls just to get him out of here? Take C.J. McCollum and give the Blazers 12 picks for C.J. McCollum? You know, and I sat here on the show and I was like, this is asinine. You've got a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get this trade right with Joel Embiid. And this dude, whatever his, you know, whatever his shortcomings are, he's still the best defensive player in the league behind Kawhi Leonard. And he puts up 16-9-9 in his sleep without even attempting a jump shot. You you hold on. You control him for four years. You don't just trade him. You wait until the deadline or to the offseason because every team, every team thinks that their offseason is the greatest offseason in the history of offseasons. And you know what? Teams like the Kings, teams like the Nets, all these teams where it just starts crumbling down and there starts to be little cracks, little teeny cracks. They start to panic and they say, ah, maybe we need to change it up. The people get unhappy. Those little like penny on the dollar trades, I think I said it a thousand. They are always there. You have to be patient. You have to wait until you get the home run deal. Oh, Drew, you're never going to happen. Never. Our, our buddy, the box, scar, the box score warrior, Adam Prem. Uh, 12 picks for Simmons? Yeah, yeah, you're never getting any value for him. You might as well just get, get <laughs> Colin Sexton. You give, you give us Simmons and a draft pick for Colin Sexton, and that's fair. <laughs> oh, you know, even today with our buddy Adam. Oh, that's not what I said. Like you had to give you had to give value with Simmons <laughs> to get James Harden. Yeah, well, guess what, Adam? James Harden's better than Ben Simmons. That's why you're giving value. When this we were talking about when we, we were talking when we were talking about Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum, Ben Simmons is better than CJ. So you're giving me draft picks. It's not even comparable. 
Oh, my God. So that's, first of all, let's just get that clear out of the way. And I'm pretty sure the two of you gave me a little bit of grief when I said that. Like, ah, oh, you can't waste this year of Embiid's prime. And I'm like, well, you know. No, no, no. This that was, was more this my was, concern. Was, that was your was, concern. Was, J-O, was that there would be J-O, a million yeah. dollars of talent. Not By the way, everybody, the this, 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 we're, we're going we're gonna to be we're gonna be on this topic for a good 75 minutes. So just <laughs> buckle, buckle <laughs> up. Buckle Seven, up. 70 Dare. minutes for episode 70. Uh, Daryl Morey was the one that said, like, well, we don't want to waste Embiid's prime. And I'm like, well, you're willing to punt an entire season of his prime? I'm like, yes. that, that doesn't make sense. And we had that high – that was a debate where basically we were saying the same thing, but we weren't getting there. It was basically – listen, we, we yelled at each other yes. for 45 minutes, yeah. and then at the end we were like, oh, we basically agree other than this one yeah. little point. Because yeah. my point was always if you make the wrong trade, you've just you've just sacrificed his the rest his of his career. Prime. His whole prime. It's over. As you don't get to just sacrifice There's the no redos. There's re- yeah, yeah, there's no redos. You know what I mean? Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, not NBA trades. So, I, you know, that was where we kind of went at it, and we Let's waited and waited. And uh, – Yes, you know, there's been the talk picked up probably what three. There's been like little whispers about Harden being pissed off about, you know, PT (laughs) (laughs) about PTO and, you know, and and Kyrie and his his nonsense. But like, I I never really took him seriously because I'm like, dude, winning cures all things. The Nets aren't going to, if anything happens, it's the offseason because why wouldn't they just hope to God that they pass the mandate in New York and they go and they win the title and then Harden just signs the extension? And then, man, it just KD gets hurt, and then it's like, oh, now the Nets lose eight games in a row, and now I'm, I, I think I've probably you sent that Grinch smiling gif about four thousand times in the last two weeks to all my Nets friends. Every time a story came out, I'm like, ooh, and I'm just joking because I'm like, it's never gonna happen. I wake up this morning. There's no news. I'm like, there's no way they're gonna get this big deal done by three o'clock. It's it's just not gonna happen. And then the text comes in. Check Twitter. My man Shams. James Harden to Philly. And everybody, I was just like, I was always on the, I, I, I finally had talked myself in to giving up my, my son Matisse. I, 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 I gave into it because, you know, I've, I've, I followed him since he was a senior at Washington. I, I love this kid. I was like, they have to find a way to draft him. The Celtics idiotically traded back with the Sixers to allow them to get Matisse Thibel. And I was like, but you know what? At the end of the day, the only guy that I, this trade can fall, thro- fall through for is Maxi. Because you can replace shooting. You can kind of replace. You can replace, you know, the wing defense from Thibel. And Thibel just hasn't, you know, been able to knock down open corner threes the way you need him to. And so I even talked myself into that. And then I was like... Yeah, it sucks losing Curry, but then it was rumored that Patty Mills would come back. I'm like, okay, like Mills is shooting 43% from three this year. Seth's only shooting 40, and I love Seth, and he can do more than Patty, I think. But I'm like, I, I'm getting hardened, so like, I, I get it. And uh, and then the trade comes in, and Maxie's not in the deal, and Thibel's not in the deal. And we only gave up two firsts, and one one could end up being in thirty thir- or twenty thirty one. It might as well be thirty thirty one, because MB will be MB and Harden will be long retired at that point, and I'll be too old to care. Like, who cares? What is steal? So the trade ends up being two firsts. Seth Curry, God, love you, Seth. You were the probably the steal of the decade in a trade. By the way, thank you, Dallas Mavericks. And Ben Simmons, who was a thirty million dollar black hole that you were getting zero from. 
for James Harden and the corpse of Paul Millsap. Like, who cares? That guy's been irrelevant for three That's seasons. That's funny. I called him the ghost of Paul Millsap <laughs> earlier today. He's, he's been <laughs> me, me and my my my, my, my good buddy uh, KL was like, you know, he's a huge Nets fan. He was like, he kept texting me over the summer about, oh man, they're gonna get Millsap. Like Millsap, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I was like, and he's all about bodies and depth. And I'm like, dude, he sucks. Like, literally, there's a there's the a reason why. Of, the I was like, bro, of, uh, Paul Millsap's body. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, bro, there's a reason why all these teams need vet minimum guys, and Paul Millsap's still available. They're, they're, that's not by accident. Um, as soon as it came in, I was like, oh my god, it's happening! It's happening! It's happening! I Facetime 37 people. Four answered. Tori was one of them. I was going nuts. I was cracking <laughs> cracking IPAs. I ran out. Me and my neighbor Matt were just like cheersing it out, doing our own two brew salute. Ah, oh, it was tremendous. I blacked out, so we're gonna talk about some other trades here at some point, maybe at minute seventy seven tonight. Um and uh so I may just be shocked at them. But man, it's awesome. It is it is awesome. Now you may for the for our old listeners, you may but Drew, you've talked so much shit about James Harden. You've called him a loser. You said he's. A, you said what he did last year in Houston was despicable. You said, "I hope this guy never wins anything." Hey, listen, all that stays the same. <laughs> James Harden is a shitbag. I said it last year. He still is a shitbag. But I literally was getting nothing from Ben Simmons. He was a zero black hole salary cap in my lineup. I'm now getting a top fifteen player in the NBA. Like that's insane. And for everybody that told me that Simmons would give you no value and you were going to have to settle for John Collins and the Red Rooster, uh, we just got a top 15 player for him. I don't care. And uh, he doesn't have to be my best player because I got Joel Embiid, who's the league MVP. I, it's that, That's why I'm kind of like, listen, like it doesn't change the fact that he's a big scumbag and he's a shithead. And, yeah. and, and, to, and he opted into to next year, so he's you know, that's already taken care of. We don't have to worry about the summer. Maybe I got to worry about it in two years, but... I was getting nothing from Ben. And so really my th- this trade, if you're really being smart, like this trade was basically Seth Curry and two firsts for James Harden. That's because Ben Simmons was never coming back ever. That's yeah, so, so it, it's, it, yeah. You know what? It, so a couple thoughts and I want to kick it to Tori for a couple thoughts, but um, as you said, James Harden this year and next year. And then if it doesn't work out, he comes off the books so you can, you can get another max player. Um, but to your point of he's not the same J- James Harden that we saw in Houston. He's not the MVP caliber. And he's never going to reach those heights again where he was in his prime. He had Tony offense bumping up those stats as well as playing with Chris Paul, the point god. And the officiating. Um, and the officiating. Right. And the officiating. So it was, it was a sum of all fears. Uh, a culmination of multiple things. That that guy's not coming back. That being said, to your point, Drew, probably still a fifteen top fifteen player. He's probably a top ten player. I'm just being generous, so I don't sound like a huge homer. Um, last yeah, last last be. last se- last season, like I, mean, I don't, he, I don't, he, probably he, he was really good with it. Like let's not let's not let's not pretend like he wasn't really good with the Nets last year and trying to basically play point guard for them and get everybody uh, else involved. Know. I'd say he he probably slides in somewhere right behind Ruby, Rudy Gobert. Ru, uh, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I hate I hate every every. I say maybe on his way to the hoop. Yeah. This uh, is anyway. This, so, Tori, um, what, what? I was okay. It's obviously a joke. Chill out. Chill out. Um, uh, I'm too many IPAs deep for that kind of nonsense. Not on, <laughs> not today. Not on my podcast. Not uh, on James no Harden. Gets day. the clock out today. Um, 
Tori, what are what are your reactions to the James Harden trade? Uh, I mean, at first, like it just was like, oh, James Harden for Ben Simmons, and my immediate reaction was like, well, that is a great trade for Philly and terrible for the Nets. And then I got the details came through where it's uh, Brooklyn gets uh, Simmons, Seth Curry. Uh, there was one more player in there. Oh, no, Dr- uh, Drummond. Drummond. Oh, Drummond. Drummond yeah. And uh, two first for. I even Harden. forgot to. I even forgot to say Drummond. That's how Harden in the, it is. in the ghost of uh, Paul Millsap. And I was like, well, that's actually you know, for for the Nets. I mean, Harden was. Was going to be sad and you know start throwing basketballs at players in practice any day now. <laughs> so you turn that into two first round picks: Ben Simmons, Drummond, and Seth Curry. I'm like that's he was about that, to bust that fat suit back out. He was. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> um, start showing that gut again. Yeah. So I was like, so the Nets end up also getting value there, where Agreed. you know they were going to have a sour. Uh, Sour guy to go with the sad boys, but uh, <laughs> the grumpy boys, the grumpy boys. <laughs> but uh, so it, it kind of worked out for. I mean, both trade, both both, a couple both, of both, both teams. It worked. Yeah, 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 it worked out for. It both worked teams out for here. both teams. Um, which is rare to see, really, for yeah. trades. I feel like typically one team, you know, makes out much better than the other. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how Kyrie Ben Simmons. And Durant fit together. I, I think that's going to be. I think they fit together better than yeah. James Harden because Hart uh, uh, Simmons I, now doesn't have to like worry about scoring. He could just be like yeah, but di- distribute and play D and and like Hart, I'll, I'll, do all the hustle. Uh, plays. Guy, keep, uh, sorry, I got yeah. too much to say on this. I mean. I, I was gonna say he just does all the hustle <laughs> plays. Go ahead, pick it back up, Drew. No, I, I was up. gonna say the way it fit like Harden fit with those. Like if people again, people forget like how good Harden was with them in the regular season last year, he was more than willing to be the point guard and the facilitator yeah. and well, work and work with those guys. They only played 16 total games together. No, I know they only played 16, they played games, 16 together. games. But even, they but I'm saying the, it was the, the concern was never Ky- or KD and Harden meshing yeah. together. It was can Kyrie and um, right. Harden play. And those two were the guys playing the second half of the season. Cause KD yeah. got hurt. So like right. those guys, like those guys played real, like they played well together and mesh that this all comes down to the fact that, that Harden was just like, Dude, f this Kyrie guy. Like he's, we're all yeah. we're all here busting our asses, and for so you know because he wants to just be stupid and you know this, hours. He, yeah, he just wants to make his own hours, and because you know he wants to, because someone told him he has to do something, he's not going to do it. He's going to basically screw with our chances. He's like, I'm not doing that. Like this guy, and then we actually like the Nets basically said, yeah, you're not playing at all. And then because they got so desperate, they then caved into his demands. Then Harden was like, "Nah, I'm out. Like, I, I want to yeah. go." And that's that's it has nothing to do with the fit. The fit with Simmons, yeah, I agree. I, I think I think it's a it, you know it also fits because defensively now they're just they're they're just they they just got so much better because yeah. Ben is again he is the best defender in the NBA, not named Kawhi Leonard. That is not yeah. debatable, not arguable. If you want to throw Giannis at me, okay. I was going to say Giannis. Giannis yeah. is cool. Yeah, I, I mean Ben's. I, I, I still think Ben was was a better. I mean he is. You, ben I can think, go. Ben can guard all five. Had him as uh, defensive player of the year last year. Yeah. I think yeah, he I got think robbed in that yeah. category. He did. Yeah. Because no, he didn't uh, leave. I'm, I'm with you on this, especially. Yeah. Uh, 
a, a wing defender. I think he's the best in yeah, the he, NBA. He, he can guard yeah. all five positions. Yeah, it's and I love Giannis. It, it, yeah, Simmons is he's again if you're outside of Kawhi Leonard, the best defender in the league, and he's a great again in his sleep. He's just, he can get he can rebound. He's like Dre. He's a, he's a supercharged Draymond Green in the fast break. He can get the ball and just push it. And then you got Kate. Now you got Katie and Kyrie filling the lanes. The problem with the Nets is like. <laughs> In health, theory, those health. guys make that. In theory, they make sense, but uh, Kyrie's only playing half the game, so now they're crossing their fingers that New York City decides to get rid of the the vaccine mandate because I think I think the state did, but the city hasn't. So Brooke, they, he still can't play, so they're crossing their fingers because what what good is Kyrie in the playoffs playing half a series? And then you have to hope that like Simmons somehow has realized through him pout through his basically his like you know crybaby session here these last four months. Ramona Shelbourne can put out all the I feel sorry for Ben's story she wants. Like this was like he acted like a crybaby and a spoiled brat. So you got to hope that maybe he realizes and maybe Rich Paul sits him down and says, "Yo, bro, what you need to be different. Like this is this is our shot here. We want that super max in three years. You got to start now." But these are all question marks. And here's the best part. This is I love this. People are like getting so excited for the Sixers Nets in the playoffs. I'm like, the Sixers are going to sweep them. Kyrie's not going to play at home, and Ben's not going to play yeah. on the road. <laughs> like it's insane. The tickets for the March 10th game in Philly are, are going for like a thousand dollars. People are assholes. Ben's not. There's there is almost zero chance Ben Simmons shows up to that game. Zero. No. You no. you don't think he'd play in the playoffs? Well, that I'm joking. That I'm joking about. Okay, uh, I was like, wait. <laughs> he's not going to come to Philly. No, I'm kidding. But no way, he's at the March 10th game. That's yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 if I had to put money on it, he'll pl- he'll play in games before that game, and that'll be a load management day because he's he's yep. still getting back into the swing. Of the, which yeah. if that, I'll tell you what, if, if he, he plays doesn't any time this season, screw him because he just completely threw everyone with mental health under the bus. Oh, that's that's I, already I really, been done. I really hope oh, he's a scumbag. Yeah, he's already travel. He's going to already travel with the Nets. It's yeah. That that was that's why him rich paul and Clark, they should all be ashamed of themselves they basically pissed on demar Derozan and kevin love and those guys who actually had the struggle and were like man enough to come out and talk about it they just wanted to get a paycheck because they wanted they were babies and they like i know that clutch has to do like what their client wants but like you have to advise like, to not advise that, him like hey dude yeah, like, like hey, we, you can't, we, we shouldn't do this the, uh, this yeah. this ain't the road you go down yeah, but it's all right because when the owners when the owners take away four percent of their revenue share in a couple of years when the CBA's up, everybody can thank Ben Simmons for this this stunt that he's just pulled. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. This is awesome. Uh, again, the the Sixers are a game and a half out of the Eastern Conference, and they haven't been playing with thirty million of their cap and their second best player all season. Um, we got to see what happens at the buyout market because I mean Seth Curry was there. Best deep threat, obviously. So now, I mean, Harden obviously is. It, that's the thing too, though. You're also swapping Harden now in for Kurt because Simmons was doing nothing all year, and now Harden's kind of a three point shooter. Um, but yeah, they gotta they gotta look to see what they can do in the buyout market to try to improve the defense a little bit and get a little bit more uh, shooting inside. But now, I. We'll finally see what Tobias Harris is made of because now, even though he's getting a max, he has a max contract. He can finally play like a third best player, and it won't kill you. And that was the issue with Ben because Ben could Ben just refused to do it. So like Tobias had to produce as your second best guy, and he's just not capable of it. So like if Tobias now can actually just be your third best player, 
you know, if he can't do that, then you just know it's slots in a lot better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the but fit. Isn't it, James Harden's uh, three point? It's down. Like no, it's 30, down. Thirty three percent this yeah. year. Stuff's yeah, all down. It, it's but always. Uh, yeah, always I, I agree. Hundred, hundred, hundred percent. That's all like a real thing. So, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with it. I, anyway, it's it's wild. I people that are, I, I think it's kind of crazy that like they've they've skyrocketed to. I think the favorite to win the East. I still don't think they're in Milwaukee's uh, clubhouse right now, but they're, they got the bat and they're, uh, they're, they're Negan knocking on the gate. Little pig, little pig. Let me yeah. in They're Nice. They're very they're, close. Yes. Yes, they are. Especially if James, if James Harden gets back to James Harden of last year, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm like, I, yeah, there's no, the Nets would be the only team. No, sorry. The Bucks would be the only team in the East that's scared, which is funny because they've never, They've never worried me in a matchup with the Sixers until this year, uh, and yeah, so that would be that would be something. But man, Derek, can we can we take a minute just to talk Daryl Morey? Because you know we had some chats where some guys were slandering him earlier. This guy's been he's been the GM of the Sixers for two years. In two years, I think three days into the job, he got rid of the arbitrage Al Horford contract. Albatross. Albatross. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I see what you did there, Albatross. Like, yeah, thanks, Tori. Thank you. Albatrash. Uh, yeah, thank you. Albatrash. Average Al- Al- Albatrash. <laughs> Somehow he got out of that contract for a late first-round pick and taking back Danny Green. That's That alone should get you a statue next to Rocky Balboa outside the art museum because <laughs> that was insane. And then the same night, not only does he get you Maxi, which everyone will be like, oh, how is that a hard draft pick? Well, 20 other teams passed on him, so I don't want to hear that crap. 20 other teams said, no, nah, we don't need this guy. He takes Maxi, Then he steals Seth Curry from the from the Mavericks for Josh Richardson. And now he just turned chicken shit into chicken salad in this bed. He basically told everybody, just like I was telling everybody, you think you know better than me? I'm going to get exactly what I want for this guy. And you know what? You know what the Rockets wanted for James Harden last year from the Sixers? They wanted Ben Simmons, Matisse Thibel, Maxi. And three first-round picks. That's what the Rockets wanted from the Sixers. And the, all the Sixers basically gave up today was Ben Simmons, two firsts, and Seth Curry. Like, that's that's what we call the long con. Daryl Morey, you are a hero. March 10th, 2022 will forever be known as Daryl effing Morey Day. I wonder why he's going to have it on March 10th. February tenth. <laughs> sorry, March tenth is when they play when they come here. I'm already I'm already thinking about it. February tenth, twenty twenty two. Daryl Morey Day. Oh, well done, well done. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you're feeding off your excitement. Um, Good all right. for you. I mean, it must just be nice to have a basketball team that makes meaningful trades Woo-hoo. with their assets. Because I mean, the Knicks made a bunch of moves today, right, Tori? Exactly zero. So the Lakers. Wait, let me carry the one, and if it's you consider the one, it was zero, huh? The thing, the difference between the Lakers and the Knicks is the Knicks have a ton of movable contracts of pieces. Yes, like, and the Lakers have like exactly zero. Yeah, Um, well, it was 
Well, here before before I Tori's going to get into the actual trades that happened, but just real quick on the on on the Lakers, and this is all we'll talk about the Lakers today. Uh, they've officially hit rock bottom, losing to the ta- the Blazers last night. Without after the Blazers basically traded four of their best seven players, and Damian Lillard isn't playing, and they lost. Uh, apparently, the Rockets did offer them John uh, John Wall for Westbrook, but wanted a first round pick, and the Lakers wouldn't do it, which. I'm not really sure what the play there is because I, I at Probably some point because the Lakers didn't have any first round picks to give. Well, they have they one. It's in twenty. Up. It's it's in twenty twenty seven. But uh, I, I'm curious. I don't. I, that's interesting to me that they wouldn't have just rolled the dice because um, you know they that's that's what you have to do when you know you got the king on your team. You gotta give up everything for a few years. Um, so the Lakers and yeah, me and Jo were talking about this. The only movable piece that they really had to bring in any player of value would have been Malik Monk, but there's two problems. One, he's played so well for them that they, you know what I mean? Like, they, they wouldn't give, give him, him up. up. Yeah. yeah, but, and the other thing is, and J.O., I wasn't aware of this, and Corey, Tori, correct me if I'm wrong, he doesn't make any money. He's on the vet minimum. No, yeah, so like, he's, he's yeah. cheap, so yeah, so his con- money max. Yeah, you can't have the contract there. Like, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't add up. And they were trying to move THT and Kendrick Nunn, and what, what, what team could you sell Kendrick Nunn on? The guys have played basketball in two years. None. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. I'm there on a roll is. tonight. There I'm he on is. A roll. Um, bring it, so bring so I don't know. Maybe they've just maybe they're basically like, listen, let's just try to get healthy. We're not going to be any better than the seventh seed anyway. So let's just try. Let's just let's just get let's let's get healthy and maybe we end up playing the Jet. Like as, as long as we can avoid having to play the Suns and the Warriors, we'll be in good shape because we got LeBron and AD. I I guess that's their plan. Sure, why not? And um, the Knicks did nothing. Although right. it was it was you know rumored what? that they were it was rumored they were going to trade Cam Reddish today. <laughs> if we could have got a first rounder for him, I would absolutely uh, do it. So uh, good. Uh, all right. Um, all other right. trades. Other trades. Let's, uh, yeah, I was gonna say let's spend the next ten or twelve to talk other trades, and then uh, we'll we'll keep beer one moving. But uh, tour. What what trades ha- actually happened? Uh, one of the more meaningful ones you could say is just because it involves the bucks uh they got Ibaka. they got a couple second rounders and some cash considerations uh it was a four-team trade the clippers get ronnie hood semi ojalei who uh vanja marinkovic uh, via sacramento the kings get dante divincenzo josh jackson trey laus david Mishino and a second rounder, and the Pistons get Marvin Ooh. Bagley the third. Yeah, so um, here's my question with that trade. Let, let me throw this at you. One, why would the Bucks let go of DiVincenzo, who's been pretty good and has a movable deal? I, um, well, two, what are the Clippers getting back in return for giving up um, Serge Ibaka? And also, like, it seems like kind of a good like buy low for the Pistons on Marvin Bagley three. Yeah, uh, big time, big time. Uh, yeah, um, I'll take. Uh, Tori, I'll let you take Serge Ibaka because I can't explain it to him any more than I already have today. Uh, I think the Bucks are basically like, listen, like we they they wanted to add a little more uh, interior depth, and Conigan's Con- played so well for them. That I think that just makes the big ragu expendable, and, and they also have great... you have to consider last year Defensenjo was out for their entire like and the, uh, yeah the playoff run, so they're like okay yeah. we could win it without him, 
may as well flip him and get something for Plus, him. you know, to a lesser extent, they, you know, they do have Grayson Allen, who's play, he's played well for them. So he has, I, yeah. yeah. But he's not he, breaking arms. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, don't, you don't mess with my boy Caruso. F that guy. Uh, so I think it's just, you know, you gotta, again, you, we'll talk about this when we get to the Kings trade. You, you gotta give something to get something. So, you know, DiVincenzo, I just think, was the expendable guy and all that. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, go. Well, what did they get in Serge Ibaka? Uh, if he's healthy, they got a they got a guy that can play those uh, those Robin Lopez minutes. So yeah. it's a flyer. Uh, it's, Brooke I mean, it's Lopez, a flyer. but yeah, Brook Lopez. Yeah, sorry. Brook Lopez has not played all year, has he at all? Did, no. did he play the first night? I think maybe played the opening night and then has not maybe. played since. No, I don't think he played at all. They haven't had their. I don't think they've had their full starting lineup at all this season. Yeah, because someone missed uh, opening night. That was not him, I think. And then I thought it was him. I don't know. I thought he played opening night, and that's it. But maybe he did. All right, but anyway, that's that's what they're doing. That's that's why they took the flyer in Ibaka. Other and and for the Clippers, other I'll just say I think they save. I think the trades they've made the last couple of days. I think Ibaka saves them like thirty million dollars yeah. of tax money. But oh, yeah. Like I said, I think they're gearing up for for a different move this off season because if they think they kind of are set with okay, Kawhi and uh, Paul George aren't going to be here this season. Um, what do we got to do to get ourselves over the top to actually be a title team? And they, th- they think they're going to try and throw some money around in the offseason, but we'll see. I don't know exactly what their cap situation is after yeah. all and, these trades. And Ibaka, Ibaka just hasn't been healthy for two years. So it's like, yeah, I mean, let's why why pay tax dollars for a guy that you can't really count on to be there? And to Tori's point, if you're not getting I, – I have a sneaky suspicion you will see Kawhi this season, though. I don't know why. I feel like he will come back at the end of the year. Um but yeah, but if they're not, it's like yeah, like why why pay forty million dollars in tax for for him? Yeah. Like he he won't be in the equation much longer. Yeah. And yeah, steal for I mean I actually think some, somehow the Pistons didn't mess up a trade. I mean, getting Bagley for basically nothing is yeah. You know, maybe maybe Josh maybe Jackson he just and, he uh, Trey yeah Lyles. yeah I mean he just uh, a couple Trey couple Lyles. seconds at the, you know but that's yeah like, I mean but yeah I mean if Bagley if it just happens to be listen like Sacramento is just so just bad. <laughs> that maybe it's just a change of scenery and he gets going a little bit. Um, yeah. All right, Tori, what other significant deals were there? Uh, Montrez Harrell goes to the Hornets uh, for Ishmith, Vernon, Carey, and a second rounder. Gives uh, the Hornets a little uh, t- front-line depth. Um, Hornets are a team that's like a couple years away, a couple pieces away. They're, but I, I like their their nucleus. They, they got a little bit going down there. Um, I was uh, I'm I'm glad they. T- I remember I was so disappointed in them when we did our uh, half halfway season. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't ready to count recap. them out just because the other teams weren't impressing. Yeah, but they I mean they stepped it up. I mean I you know I think they were like five games under 500 at that point. Yeah. I was like this is sad. And now yeah, I think they're five early. games. Now I think they're five games over 500. So yeah. Um, let's see, uh, Tory so, Craig goes uh, for, back to the side. Uh, well, I was going to say, for the Wizards, though, that just, what, that makes room for Porzingis? Is that yeah, the deal? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that was, that, uh, helped open the door for the Porzingis, uh, trade. Uh, Suns picked up a couple role players, uh, in Aaron Holiday and Tory Craig. Um, the Raptors picked up Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, and a second rounder for Goran Dragic, so they get to pick up a Is veteran. Goran Dragic good anymore? Uh, no, uh, but, uh, I mean, I mean, he was, he was good. In the, he, well, practice. I mean, every, every, let's say, I'll just say this. Everybody was good in the bubble. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, that, whatever he, he's, 
whatever. He's gonna he'll he'll end up in Dallas. They're gonna buy him out, and he's yeah. gonna go play with Luca. I think uh, that's a foregone conclusion. Magic it, Bull Bull and PJ Dozier for yeah. Bull Bull moves yet again. Like, <laughs> is anybody gonna give Bull Bull a shot? So no. Magic get Bull Bull, PJ no. Dozier, a second round pick, and cash considerations for a second round pick. I don't know. Uh, Alexander Walker, a day after he was traded to Portland, got moved to the Jazz for Ingles. Hold on, uh, I want to talk about some of these. Wait, uh, like Bull Bull, like is he's is he gonna develop ever? He's gonna is he gonna get a shot? I don't know. I I thought he had some talent. Every like. There's a few times I've watched him, like, in college and, like, early on in his career. I was like, man. Yeah, right? If this guy, you know, gets a little bit of development, he's going to be something. And then it just never So, this season alone, he went, he got moved from Denver to the Detroit and Detroit to Boston and now Boston to Orlando. Is that right? I don't know if there was a Detroit stop in there. I'm trying to think. Uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, is that the trade that got... He got was part missed. of a trade and then it got, it got canceled because yeah. of his yeah, medical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's medical, yeah. His medical, De- I think it was. Den- okay. Denver and those guys with medical issues. I guess that's why they tried to trade one of them. I guess. Um, uh. Did Okay, so uh, what was the last one you just said, Tori? Oh, the uh, Joe Ingles trade? Yeah, so, and he he goes to... He ended up uh, with the Blazers. The Blazers. So what's their angle? Is he of an expiring contract? I would guess so. I mean, he's older, so I would think his contract is expiring... Um, it's not his playing days. Uh, so yeah, and you they, for Utah, they just we he's out for the year, so they yeah. they just need they so, need they they need. Somebody. Oh yeah, he's out for the year. So yeah. they pick yeah, up my boy uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker out of Virginia Tech. Uh, he is gonna probably be in their rotation, you know, to some extent. He's averaging like thirteen points this season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be it'll it'll at least I'll get to the second round. That'll be cool. Ingles is is a UFA maybe. next maybe. year. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then uh, it, that deal included the Spurs, and the Spurs got uh, Thomas Sadoransky, which I feel like that's a very Popovich player. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good player. Like, just a guy that's just like okay, and then just like pops just wants to play him just because he likes him. Um, yeah, but pops isn't there anymore, right? No, he's there. In with the oh, Spurs, oh, yeah, in the in the yeah, pre. The preseason preview, year? I said it. I've, no. I'm, I predicted it was going to be his last year, but I don't he's think that's confirmed there? one way or the other. Yeah, he's Dear still Lord. there. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's let's get. I think let's let's get to the two big ones. Porzingis. Oh, I, I sorry. Say, I say we got Sabonis, we got McCollum, we got Porzingis. I for, let's do Porzingis. I let's do Porzingis first because sure. Let me, let's let me, let's let talk about that. that sure, that's yeah, a big that's one. That's why I said significant trades. I don't care about Nikhil. Well, no, these little ones matter. No, no. First off, these little ones matter. And the Celtics got Derek White, which I think is a good pickup for them. But because uh, right, right. now you don't Not have to play first rounder, anymore. but that's whatever. Uh, I'm <laughs> trying to see where the They don't even have the Porzingis trade listed on the NBA website, which is funny. I guess it's uh, still. I guess the mechanics of it are still like getting finalized. Uh, he went to the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty much. Porzingis went to the Wizards in a deal that uh, for for Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie, and some pieces to make it. I think Davis Bertans was also uh, in that deal. It, he was. Um, like I said, I don't. I don't have the specific. What do you think? That I guess that's twofold because. It's getting rid of Przingis' contract. So what are the, what are the well, Mavericks he, do from here? I think he's got one year left, right? Tori? Two, 
two years. And, uh, yeah. Well, I'm thinking. Well, first, I'm thinking from the. I'm thinking about it from the Wizards' perspective first, because uh, Dallas is obvious, right? Like it just, you know, for whatever reason, him and Luca just hasn't worked the way people thought it probably would. And some people well, wanted to call them cowards. They yeah. bring in they they bring in Spencer. I can't I can't wait till Spencer gets the ball and starts waving off Luca at the end of games. That's going to be awesome. Gonna uh, be he's going to he's going he's going to find the pine pony real quick. Uh, but it adds shooting for for Dallas, which of course they lost because you know Daryl Morey stole Seth Curry from them. But the Wizards like so the Wizards basically made everybody untouchable today except for Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma, and their goal is still everyone. You, they made. Bradley Beal and Cal Kuzma untouchable, and everyone else touchable. Correct. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, correct. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm still excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Drew's been touching himself all uh, all day. I'm still Completely doing it. Completely touchable. Uh, yeah, and so there, you know, Beal's out for the year. He's getting the wrist surgery, and they're still committed to keeping him. And they're trying, like, he's not he's not off the books at the end of the summer. It's so, like, what is? What is Porzingis? I mean, the Knicks. The Knicks got him to be the savior, and then they had to get off him. And then Dallas got him to be the, you know, the the next the next guy to work with Luca. The, the Rob and the Lucas. Yeah, Batman. and now they got to get rid of him. Like, what's I can't I just can't think like what the Wizards are doing there because it's not even he doesn't come off the books in a year. Like it's two years. Yeah, just I, don't, I don't even I don't get it. Like I just meshes with see if he meshes with Beal. Deal? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't it. know. I don't think they know either. But they're like, I guess hey, so, yeah. it's a I guy. Guess... People know him. Um, I, guess they're, I guess they're just throwing shit at the wall. All right. So we, we kind of give the shrug emoji on that one. But um, uh, the next shrug emoji I want to talk about is McCollum to the Pelicans. Like, from the Pelicans' perspective, somebody explain this to so me. So the trade, hold on. So the trade is CJ McCollum, um, Larry Nance Jr., and a first-round draft pick. I think there's another weird guy in there. Tony Snow. I don't see anything. Oh God, Tony! How do I keep forgetting Tony freaking uh, Snow? I don't, oh I don't see um, them. I don't see the Pelicans giving up a first rounder. I don't. I don't think that. I think that's incorrect. No, it's a first rounder. They didn't give up any picks. No, they did. The Pelicans gave up a first rounder. Dude. I'm looking at it right here for, on the NBA's webpage. And no, was, it's a first rounder. It's protected though. It's like they didn't it's give like top, up any draft picks, Drew. I'm, I'm telling. There's then they, there's no then they traded they changed the trade. Okay, well this is then this let me tell you what the it was NBA, a first yeah it was yeah go ahead NBA.com. CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., Tony Snail, the Blazers get Josh Hart, Nikhil yes. Alexander Walker who had a cup of coffee in C, and, and then uh, they Portland them. and then he's gone. Thomas Sadaransky he gone. Uh, Didi Luzada whoever the hell that is. Then the Blazers get a first-round draft pick protected. The Blazers got a, a protected pick. They did not give up one. Yeah, we're we're Isn't talking about the Pelicans. Yeah, I'm so, yeah, we're talking about the Pelicans giving up the draft pick, dude. No. Wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You. you yeah, you're saying. But, but no, you, I'm saying the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm no, saying no. the Pelicans. You the said Pel- you said that the Pelicans got McCollum, Nance, now in a protected pick. No, no, no. But the it, Pelicans the gave up a pick. But, I was yeah, saying the McCullough. Pelicans gave up a pick. The way you were saying it, I was switch. Sorry, I was I was about to switch it. To, I'm, I sorry, was switching yeah, okay. it to to the Pel what the Pelicans gave up in the deal. Sorry, yeah, that, I maybe, was maybe that was what Drew said. Maybe that was a poor transition. So the Pelicans, yeah, yeah the Pelicans give up a protected first. Josh Hart, um, Alexander Walker, Saturansky, Luzada, yeah. and two seconds. And listen, the play. 
like I think the Pelicans are just like they they started listen they started out one and twelve and now they're in the play in like they have kudos to Willie Green because you know they're you know they're twenty two and thirty three now which isn't great but they're already three games behind the Lakers <laughs> right um, so they've started playing. And it's like, why not? You know, I think they they wanted to try to get you know a guy at the end of games that they can trust, that can play make, and that can can knock down shots. And listen, that's CJ. That is what CJ McCollum does. Like he's a zero on defense, but that's that's a guy at the end of games that you can count on. There, uh, they gave up. You know, and then Larry Nance, whatever advanced metric stuff you want to do with Larry Nance, cool, okay. Um, but I. <laughs> their own pieces and they gave up one yeah and like i guess i i no one even, no one can find zion no one knows where he is so maybe he comes back but they only gave up one beignets, they, man yeah they only gave, the, up one, they only gave up one they only gave up one yeah don't have to give out one first round pick that's into that that trade's a no-brainer i some people were going nuts that like oh my god like uh josh hart he's such a winning player why would you why would you give up josh hart for yeah, cj mccollum and like here's here's a cut and people and then and then people bill simmons was all over it. And he's like oh but the guy nance back he's a winning player he's a glue guy can can we stop for a second uh larry nance to cleveland was absolute trash when larry nance was there now i'm not i'm not saying i hate larry nance but they didn't they didn't win anything in cleveland they weren't a winning team when he was on the lakers and port they everyone raved about him going to portland when they acquired him the, the the Blazers have bottomed out. So where exactly is Larry Nance's winning player? <laughs> it was so ridiculous. And oh, that's what like like they were downplaying C.J. McCollum and they were raving about friggin' Josh Hart and this. It's like that's a that is a no brainer trade. Like yeah, swap ba- basically swap me out Josh Hart for C.J. McCollum any day of the week. I'll 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 pack Josh Hart's Villanova underwear for him and send him packing. Unbelievable, like insane that what people were yeah. saying yesterday. From what about I, that trade. what they were saying is that. Uh... Pelicans wanted a veteran presence. Now I don't know how yeah. much that uh, I don't know how much of a vocal leader McCullum is, but uh, he's a, but he's a guy at end of games. Yeah, I mean, like you can I'm, trust yeah. him at the end of a game on offense. Well, I mean, I, I, I think it. they got him for like locker room stuff too. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know anything about that. You know, we're all the way on the other side of the country from Portland, so we don't hear that kind of local banter. But you know, he's like he's a good player, like you said. You can do some stuff at the end of the games. You can count on them for 20 points a night. Uh, you know, and, yeah, it gives them a little bit of a – more of a consistent score that they don't have. Gotcha. You know. So, yes. I just – to me, it feels like there were so many pieces away. Like, why would they go get a piece and, and tie up cap space? But, it, yeah, I get it. They didn't give up much to get them. So, yeah. Um, and then just uh, the only other trade, the big one. Well, wait, for Port- and, well, Portland's angle – I, like they they basically said we're not you know we're 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 getting rid of all of our contracts to start acquiring studs to play yeah. next to Dame Lillard. I, I I does Dame here's the I mean does Dame Lillard play another game for Portland? I say no. You say no. I I say I say yeah. I say I got to see what happens in the <laughs> off season. I think he does. I, nobody's I, going. It, nobody's going there. No one is it's, because no one because of who Dame Dame Lillard is. I I think. If anything starts to sour, it'll be towards the beginning of next season. Yeah, like I love Dame. Um, I just nobody like nobody wanted to go there when him and CJ were there. Like why? Why would any no free agents? Could, like, it, no one wants to play with CJ McCollum. That's why. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that that that's why. It's just say like poor people. It's no. still it's still a big market league. Like nobody's gonna be like, oh yeah, let me go to Portland. Dame's there. Like it's just not gonna happen. Look, if, if they get enough money and they could if. I don't yeah, know. maybe Julius Randle become available because that he'll go there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
And then the other here's yeah, this is this is the interesting trade. Go ahead, poor uh, Go ahead, Tori. Sabonis. Oh, the Sabonis one? You guys want that? Uh we do. I, I didn't find this one uh as interesting as everyone else did. Uh so the Sabonis goes from the Pacers to the Kings. Uh the Kings get Sabonis, Justin Holiday, and Jeremy Lamb and a second round pick. The Pacers get Tyrese Halliburton. Buddy Heald and Tristan Thompson. Um, go ahead, Drew. I'll let you sound off on this because I, I, yeah, and then I'll just tell you why I don't care about it. Yeah, well, for me, yeah, like for me, I don't think either team. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think either team's getting all that much better from either of the trades. Really, like I, you know, it is what it is. Everybody's crushing the Kings because they moved Halliburton. Uh, you know, listen, they. It, it, it really just comes down to this because they got they, let's not pretend they didn't get a two-time all-star back in return and like Sabonis isn't good like Sabonis is really freaking good the Kings organization clearly came down to this who do we think is gonna is more of an impact star player and is going to help us win games do we think it's De'Aaron Fox or we think it's Halliburton they may be completely wrong and there's no reason for you not to think that they are wrong because the Kings are just the worst but that's what it came down to. Like they said, listen, we're we want Sabonis, we want it, we want another, we want another All Star guy in here. We want, we need it, we need more, more of a guy on the, you know, on the inside to pair, pair with one of these guards. So one of the guards has to go. Like again, you have to give something to get something, and Hal Burton was what you gave up. And I, I know all the advanced metrics. Just talk about how great Hal Burton is. He's a great point guard. Jo, you are the president of the Hal Burton fan club. I get it. But like that's it, it. Just came down to that. It was like it's not like they didn't like Halliburton. It was like listen, like they just believe in De- De'Aaron Fox. Like that's that that's what the trade came down to. So, you know, I I guess we'll see. Yeah, and I mean, I like Sabonis too. So I mean, yeah, and I love De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, like, I, I like all these. I guys. love Lamp. <laughs> I love Lamp. Yeah, I like them all. So I'm like, listen, like I get it. And they're like, oh, well, you controlled, you controlled Halliburton for for five years and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, but if they like Fox more, like that's who they went with. And they got Sabonis. Like they got some. They didn't just give up Halliburton for like you know hypothetical picks and stuff. Like they gave him up for a, a really good player. Jory. Yeah, I really don't care about that trade. Um, Sabonis, like. You were talking about guys who've never won anywhere. Like, he's never done anything. Like, he made a couple of All-Star games, but, you know, he's just putting up numbers on bad teams that aren't really, you know, competitive or scaring anyone at all or winning anything. And he goes to the Kings who can't win anything. And Halliburton, I know, is a little bit younger, so he doesn't have quite as long of a track record. But he hasn't, you know, shaken – he hasn't – been a cha- like a like a franchise changing player. Yeah, it's um, not like the it's not like the it, Kings started ex- so started like, exploding this year. It's like so what you know what's happening. So now you got Halliburton and so does Brogdon become a like a. You just, That's what I was wondering. He's gone. Like, yeah, Brogdon. So you he's got gone. Brogdon he's gone in the summer. And, who was I think they gave a match and they just signed T.J. McConnell this past off, like so what like now you got three point guards and like. No one else. I mean, Duarte is an up and comer, but that, uh, you know, I think the only, Celtics. Your only big guy, Miles Turner. You talked about trading for the past, you know, twelve months. 
Uh, so, I would say yeah. three seasons. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the Celtics go hard right. after Bro- or Brogdon in the in the summer. That'd be a good. Whatever. Fit. Yeah. Yeah, because they just they just need a point guard. There's a lot of things the Celtics need. That's um, true. That but, is true. Yeah, who knows? Um, uh, all right. Well. But uh, yeah, I, I just didn't think that te- that trade changed the those franchises' courses whatsoever. So I didn't really care about it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, okay, was well... There, was there one more decent... No, maybe that was it. Nah, there's That's no it. other trades. Um, well, tw- 22 minutes ago, I said, let's let's do another 10 or 12 minutes, so I'm gonna I told say, you we were going... I told you we were going until 77. I know, it was, it was good. good. Good stuff. <laughs> well, real we, quick, real quick, before we ahead. transition out. 10-year anniversary. Lynn Sanity at- attacks the Mamba. T- Jeremy Lim's just... Jeremy... No, Jeremy Lin's just insane insane game at the garden on a on a friday night against kobe bean bryant and the lakers i uh you know tory tory is a huge nick fan obviously i was i'm you know i don't know any other bigger kobe bryant fan than me uh i still remember i was on my way home from uh seton hall from a grad a grad class stopped at my buddy anthony's house his dad made some some fish some awesome fish sandwiches we were sitting down watching this game and i'm just like how is this guy doing this right now? Even when Kobe, even when Kobe was like, "All right, everyone, get the hell out of here. I'm gonna guard him and shut him down." And Linsanity was still scoring buckets. This completely was, unshaken by being co- guarded by Kobe Bryant. It was it was insane, man. Uh, what, what was Linsanity like for 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 an actual Nick fan? T. <laughs> uh, it was so weird because like we were kind of like meddling, like we weren't like. I think we started off that the season. The Carmelo years, right? Uh, no, this was... This was the Landry Field this, year, yeah, years. Yeah, I think this is right before the Melo gotcha. years. I think uh, I think they... Tra- this might have been the season they traded for Melo. Um, okay. But yeah, so like, I think the Knicks had started off 8-15 and 15 or something. I was like... So we were like not good. And then Linsanity takes over. He becomes... He comes in on February 4th versus the Nets, puts up 25, and then the Knicks go on, like, this big winning streak. And so, like, it's like we're finally winning games, and we have this point guard out of nowhere who is, like, a nobody that's just tearing everything up. So it's like, oh, we're getting good, and we got we just signed Amari, like, last season, and we're going to, you know, it looks like we're going to trade for Carmelo Anthony, and, you know, it's like, holy crap, this, is everything going to finally come together? And so, this, you know, and Drew kind of touched on it, just the way Lynn Sanity was, you know, go up against Kobe Bryant or whoever, and it didn't matter. Like, he was just unflappable there for, like, 10 straight games. And, And you just keep, you know, it's like, you keep waiting for the house of cards to crumble, and it just keeps getting larger and larger. And so, at, for me, the ultimate Linsanity moment was actually the game after. It was on this. It was on Valentine's Day. This was actually the first year I had League Pass, so I got to watch like all these games that otherwise I would not have been able to watch. But the ultimate Linsanity moment was whenever the game after the Lakers game, they go up to Toronto, and when you get when the Knicks are taking the court, like. It is a packed house in Toronto on Valentine's Day, and everyone's cheering for Jeremy Lin 
Not the Raptors, the home team. Everyone is cheering <laughs> for Jeremy Lin. And th- th- that game was back and forth. He's doing Jeremy Lin things. And it comes down to the very last possession. It's I believe it was 87-87. And you just see him like wave whoever out of the way. And he's just facing his defender right at the top of the key. Like dead on with the basket. And takes like two steps forward like with like two seconds left. And just nails down ice cold. Hits a three-pointer right in his guy's face. And the whole arena pops like completely loud. Everyone on their feet cheering on the road. Cheering for this guy. And he just turns around and just puts his arms up like look at me everyone that to me that's the ultimate jeremy mr look at me <laughs> that is the ultimate jeremy lynn moment in my opinion your swords just, and your stupid hair he just could do he could, i mean this is uh that that embodied how he could do like no wrong just you know just walked into a three just stepped up drilled it you know, and the, and the opposing crowd goes nuts for you. That to me, that's the embodiment of like what it meant for Linsanity. That was peak Linsanity. Yeah, uh, I just looked it up while you were speaking. That was the year after Carmelo got acquired. Via okay, trade. yeah. So like, yeah, I thought Melo was there because that was the big thing. I like sat, they, they, <laughs> that's they why they got rid of him because they couldn't yeah. get along. Yeah, those the well, the Landry Fields years. Yeah, oh, they uh, so good. Yeah, right. So good. Uh, so he good. was sleeping on Landry Fields' couch at the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because him and him and Carmelo butted heads, and they, you know, I think Melo was kind of mad because Lynn was getting like all the shine. But I think I think Melo was out during that stretch. I think he was injured. He was. Yeah, he was hurt. So, so that's why uh, the ball ended up in Lynn's hands so much. Good memory. Um. All right, boys. We we putting a bow on the NBA. Wrap it up. Week. Wrap it all up. All right. All right. Putting a bow on that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good rapid reaction to today's uh, trade deadline. Actually, unwrap it. Unwrap We're giving it. away a hat, people. We're giving away hats okay. again. We're Listen doing in, it. If you're, if you're listening to Giveaways. the pod, if you're listening to the pod, you want a free Two Beers podcast hat. We're all wearing them. Uh, they might. It might be worn during the Super Bowl this weekend. We don't know yet. It might happen. I was uh, wearing co- mine right now. I just the first code, the first code word of the pod. There's going to be two, maybe three, maybe four, but the first, Spearmint Rhino. Spearmint Rhino. There it is. Woo. NBA trade deadline. Spearmint Rhino. Um. <laughs> you can tweet us, tweet us at two beer at two beers podcast. We're on Instagram at two beers podcast. Uh, just tweet it. Yeah, hit us up with the code word, and you get a free hat. No strings attached. No strings attached. We'll pay the shipping. We don't care. Oh yeah, it's, it's all free. Away. It's all free. My go-to right. dog walking hat. Nice. All right, now let's put a bow on that. Um, okay, so we, usually we lead with boxing, but we wanted to get in the NBA trade deadline. Um, so let's talk a little boxing. One uh, time. One time, Keith Thurman was back versus Barrios. As we told you last week, uh, we we didn't want to spend the seventy-five bucks. That Did being not. said. Uh, I watched the highlights. Drew did end up watching the fight via other sources after the fact. Um, for me, it actually played out exactly how I thought it would. Um, Thurman on the cards. Uh, he some some 
Twitter versus had him as a uh, just whitewashing uh, Barrios. Barrios's nose was messed up after that fight. Oof. Um, it, it, I don't know, Drew. What, what are your we thought? We thought Tio's face was bad after the Cambosis fight. Uh, that yeah. was bad. Uh, listen, I, I thought that Thurman came out strong for about seven, eight rounds, and then it looked like he got gassed towards the back half. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was he was he was hitting Barrios with some really good combinations. He he, I thought he hurt him three two three times in the fight pretty bad and wobbled him where he was on spaghetti legs i think it was i think the third round was the most noticeable when he did it and i thought he was going to end it there um you know i mean just you know it's what what keith thurman does he's you know he's fast you know good combinations you know just uh a smart he was just a smart fighter in there with a guy that i think he knew just couldn't really hang with him and Barrios, you know, and it's funny because Barrios, we talked about how Barrios had the reach and the height. He just looked like the smaller dude, man. Like, you could just, just like, you know, I know girth isn't the right word. <laughs> but, uh, like, like Thurman's body, like, he just was uh, just, he's Whip? just more, just so much more filled out. Girthiness? Yeah, I'm just, I just wanted to say girth. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's just, he's just so much more, he was so much more filled out. Like, I'm, when I'm watching the fight, I'm like, yeah, Barrios, he, sh- he should have stayed at 140. Um, and he just didn't, like, I know, I was, like, I was listening to some other podcasts, and they were talking about, oh, he took a lot of chances, like, he fought a really good fight. Like, I don't know, he just looked like he was throwing some one-twos. Like, yeah, I I didn't, I thought no, he could have, like, I was looking at the stats, like, l- watching the highlights, I didn't see a ton of jabs. Um, like lead jab. He but- the the biggest the biggest thing that they talked about the entire fight and then afterwards was that he made basically no attempt to go to Thurman's body at all, which is somewhat of a way to Barrios get to Keith Thurman. Body? No, it was that Barrios didn't go to oh, Thurman's oh, oh, body. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, I got I got the punch stats. You want the punch um, stats? Well, the only thing I was gonna say was Thurman was throwing like a, like a lead left hook and going out over his l- left foot a lot, and I'm just thinking to myself like. Okay, somebody good, like, it just seemed like he was off balance a lot. Like, Yeah, and Barrios maybe, just couldn't take and, advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, someone who, who was better, I thought, would have handled that a lot better. Yeah, like, with that, yeah. And so, here's the punch stat. So, uh, jabs, uh, Barrios, 23 out of 254, 9%. Thurman wasn't much better, 46 out of 381. Uh, the power shots is where, and this is, you know, this is where Thurman just, you know, lives and breathes. Uh, 135 to 284, so he lands 48% power. And uh, Barrios, eighty-two out of two thirty-eight, so he lands uh, thirty-four percent power. Yeah, I just there were so many lead hooks from from Thurman. Thurman I'm just yeah. like, what? They just like, it's it's good to mix them in to keep your opponent off balance. Like I get that, but like there were so many. I was just like, yeah, and I think this feels awkward. I think it was fairless. I think Thurman being out nineteen months, right? I think that's what we. I think that's how long he was out of the ring. Nineteen months. Yeah. You know, uh, no, it was two and was a half it, years. Remember? Was it longer? We, 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 went, we went over this. It was almost three years. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, yeah, you know, not sh- like not shocking to see him come out. You know, not a, you know, let, you know, lose lose his energy later in the fight. Maybe you know, maybe make some mistakes. That again, just knowing who he was fighting in there, you know, that he could make some of those. And I'm not trying to put down Mario Barrios. We we spoke very highly of him and his management team for getting him these two fights last week. Uh, I all you know, so I, I I think it's I think it's fair to say that. I also think it's fair to say had Thurman been in the ring with Crawford or Spence on that night and performed that way, 
he 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 goes down <laughs> and doesn't and doesn't beat either of those two guys. But I, I I you know I was encouraged by Thurman by how he looked. You know he didn't you know he didn't look like he had a ton of ring rust. It just looked like the the you know the energy tank just ran started running on empty the last couple of rounds. Which you know once you start getting in, there's no supplement for actually being in the ring and getting rounds in. You know even sparring you know to an extent can't really do that for you. So. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I thought he looked pretty solid. I think he, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up getting a title shot either against the winner of Spence Ugas or you know maybe he's Terence Crawford's next big fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I could see that. Um, yeah, but I, I also if I'm if I'm if I'm him. If I'm him if if those fights aren't there, you got to take what you have to take another fight, even if it's not for big money, because you have to stay you have to stay active now. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you, so you can't, you can't go a long time again. Yeah, it, it just yeah, it's not it's not feasible. Um, and Leo Santa Cruz won on the undercard, so yeah, that might that Bam, might. I'm more excited about Bam Rodriguez. I didn't watch the fight. Yeah, but but if we can have another contender down in that uh, in a way division, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, no, nah, he looked really good. So and that being a good, as I said there were some really good fights there. I know there was some controversy on the scorecards, but you know it's boxing, so go figure. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, it's uh, you know, it was good. That was a good little, it was a good little appetizer, a little appetizer to get us into some of the big fights we're gonna get here in the next uh, next few weeks. But uh, anything, no, you don't have anything else on the fight, right? No. And I know we're short on boxing this week. Again, the, the trade deadline and just, you know, ha- being close to home. We just want to spend more time on it. But, you know, we do have some big fights coming up. We got Taylor Catterall, February, you know, end of February. Uh, Pedraza, Ramirez here in uh, March. Uh, Castagna versus Charlo. We didn't – we we recorded as it got announced last week. Uh, part two for the undisputed 154-pound uh, title. Uh, that's coming in the middle of March. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact date on me. Spence Ugas got made. That fight's going down in April. Yep. Maybe we should go to Texas and go to that fight. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And that Stevenson, signed, Stevenson uh, signed the contract today, so him and Valdez are official yep. for April, April 30th. 19th. Okay. It's April 30th, yeah. I, April 19th, I think, is Ugas-Spence. Uh, oh, okay. Um. Also, Canelo signed the two-fight deal. Didn't with... sign it. It's it's rumored that it's there. Oh, he had, he's, he has not actually signed anything yet. My bad. Yeah, um, so, eighty-five yeah. million bucks for two fights. Yeah, yeah. rumored to be uh, Bevol and uh, uh, Triple G trilogy. Triple G trilogy. Yeah. So with the DAZN guys, which will be funny because Eddie Hearn will put it on pay per view, which would just be ridiculous after he's trash pay per view, and that's why they started DAZN. Uh, but yeah, and people people that are backlashing. Uh, canelo here you can all eat it like i've been like we've been saying it every all these guys that are sitting on their ass waiting for the canelo payday go fight each other like benavidez like you 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 had your shot and you know what you couldn't put the sandwich down so you know be a professional make weight you would have been a guy that he would have had to go through for the title shot now you now you have to go fight charlo you have to go fight andre Andrade. you have to go fight these guys have to go fight people Everyone that's like banging on Canelo for not fighting these dudes, you dudes go fight somebody, and then you prove that you're worthy of a Canelo fight. The only guy that can really say, the only two guys that I actually think are even deserving of a Canelo fight right now are Bivol and Better BF. That's it. 
and Joe Smith Jr. I'll, and I basically all the guys at 175, I'd say deserve that payday. All these guys at 160 and 168, go fight, go fight people first, and then you can then you can talk shit and say Canelo is ducking you. Yeah. Um. Only two other notes on the boxing front I wanted to add. Um, Adam. Uh, Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, April thirtieth. I'm in Madison Square Garden. I'm yeah. Lo- did we talk? Much- I thought we talked about that last week. Maybe we I didn't. don't think we did, but I'm very much looking okay. forward to that. Um, yes. I don't know if it. Even if it's pay per view, I'll probably buy it. Buy it. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I probably will. Um, it's gonna be great. Um, and then this weekend, I don't know if I'm gonna end up watching this or not. Jacobs. No, Amir Khan versus Kell Brook. Oh, God. Um, that is this week, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, us in the U.S., like... No. Isn't that February 19th? You sure? Uh, you sure? Is that... Oh, is that the 19th? Oh, that's Jacobs is fight. Da- Danny Jacobs is fighting on DAZN this weekend. My bad. I misread the schedule. Yeah, I think it's next weekend. My bad. I think you're right. I think I misread the schedule. Nah, that's all right, man. That's why I'm here. So I'm here just to keep Thanks, it honest. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, bud. Yeah, February 19th. My bad. That's next weekend. Yeah. And uh, next week, we got a lot of boxing going on. Sure do. Wait, so is is Catterall and um, Taylor? So that's the following. Oh, well, that's yes. like two. Oh, friggin' A. How awesome is that? We're going to get that fight, and then the I think it's the exact next weekend we get Ramirez and Pedraza. Yeah, those are the two fights. I'm super watch. excited for Ramirez. I'm, I'm, I'm irrationally excited for Ramirez-Pedraza. Yeah, I am too. It's, it's going to be fun. I just, I just hate that, like... Everyone's like, ah, oh, Ramirez, he's 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 washed. I'm like, what? It's like because he yeah, lost to Josh Taylor, like, and it was on. like a pretty good fight. Like it was one, it was whatever. Yeah, like yeah, like, that's again, like we, we're gonna complain that guys aren't fighting people, and then when they do fight, they do fight each other, and, and someone's got to lose. Someone yeah. has to lose, and it's like, ah, oh, this guy sucks. He doesn't. It's, he, the, it's the only sport where if somebody takes an L, it's like, oh, forget, uh, it's over. throw him the trash heap. Yeah, stupid, Ugh. stupid. Our boys, uh, um. Um, Aunt B at uh, Sean Porter. He he went off on on the the mystical O. So that that was good to hear. The yeah, man. Yeah, to... hey, good for Aunt B, man. Well, Sean Porter got his own his own headlines this week. Yeah. So, um, all right. So moving on from boxing. Well, next we're gonna. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. We're gonna talk about next week. Our what? Our our uh, guest? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, uh, so we we advertised on uh, Inside Boxing Live with Dan Canobio, and he's going to be here next week with us. So we're we're going to have a great conversation with him. Uh, we're going to try and convince him to stay for the for the whole two beers. I don't, but I don't know. I don't know his schedule. We might just have to record an interview and then splice it in. We'll, we'll see. But uh, uh, we don't have the details nailed down yet. But it's going to be funsies. It's going to be funsies. Yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to mention? Uh. I'm just I'm just trying to get you not to talk about NASCAR, so I think I'm at, but I think I'm out of NASCAR's ideas. NASCAR's next week. I I I texted you that. I I was I'm jumping the gun on all these dates. NASCAR's... Did you did you yeah did you text me in like the blackout phase where I was just crushing IPAs yes. and like yes. screaming my head off? Yes. All right, so that's your fault. Yeah. Um. Yeah. NASCAR's not this week. It's 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 next week. All right. All right. What do you want to do now? You want to do Super Bowl? What do you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. So um our uh, Super Bowl preview is out there, and our go for two. Go for we two. Fi- we figured we wanted to just briefly touch on it. Tori, do you have any quick thoughts on the Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, I was listening to your uh, your the Go for Two, and you know you guys do great work on that. And the funny the funny part is, 
I actually had a lot of the things Jordan was saying. I was planning to bet uh, Jamar Chase Super Bowl MVP. I was planning on taking the Bengals' money line. Uh, one of the other uh, bets I was going to throw down, throw a little something small little something on, is uh, I'm going to take the Bengals' defense first touchdown. I'm going to I'm going to do Ooh. it. I I think Matt uh, Matt Stafford might uh, be a deer in headlights in the first quarter and uh, you know throw a little something he shouldn't. And have oh, a little, little, little Mike Hilton uh, to the house or something like that. Oh, um, you haven't wow. bad debt. You haven't bowed down to the king yet. No, not oh, yet. I, I, I think Stafford is <laughs> going to do Stafford things. You know, I mean, he threw he threw the ball directly in the defender's hands, and that did not come back. We to talked bite. about it. Yeah, we talked. Oh, we, oh, we talked about it. That did not it. come back to bite him. At some point, he's going to come back to bite him. And I, and, yeah. you know, it, yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl is the one place where you can't have those Matt Stafford type plays. And I, you know, I think. It's gonna come back to bite him. So I, f- I figured I, you know, just small bet, you know, because the odds are just—it's such a long shot, you know. If it hits, you know, you make out. But um, then I'm gonna try in some sort of same game parlay, probably involving. Uh, I want to get Jamar Chase. I think he's gonna have over 100 yards, and I'm gonna bet him two touchdowns. I think he's gonna go over 100 with two touchdowns. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm gonna end up betting way more maybe, Jamar Chase props than I. I yeah, should. and then maybe throw in a couple other props in there. I was, I was. Thinking maybe uh, mixing anytime score possibly uh, plus one hundred five. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Joe mixing maybe, two touchdowns. Maybe minus minus mixing two touchdowns. Roll it, baby. Roll um, it. Then I was trying to think of like maybe someone else. Uh, I I like I like uh, Odell's over for yardage. Uh, I think. It, what what is it? It's it's. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. It's not very much, but. I think it was it was forty nine and a half. I want to say. Oh, bang that over! I think it was bang it. sixty something, but uh, was it uh, okay. sixty two and a half? Is what it is. Okay. Bang it, but, bang but the I, over. But I like the over for that one. Um, I'm gonna try and just find a couple like uh, small props like that, and like see if I could put a lot of them together to get a big payout. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, my my big like I. I'm gonna do uh, Jamar Chase. Last year I took uh, you know I think I've told you guys this multiple times. I, I threw fifty on Devin White to win Super Bowl MVP. Would have paid five thousand dollars. Guy has eleven tackles, and it, the game ceiling interception, and maybe even a sack. And they gave it to Tom Brady's two hundred and one passing yards. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we've never seen that before. And all and all his touchdowns were set up off of uh, bullshit penalties. Yeah, and you know, th- stole and, your and, money. And they and they stole had, your they money. Held the, they uh, the you know amazing unstoppable Chiefs. Uh, offense to nine points yep yeah yeah I, yeah you got robbed I, I, was, I was so salty about that i, I don't need five thousand or anything but whatever. this is a podcast for grudges so oh yeah nice so i'm hoping uh you know i guess jamar chase will go off for a huge game and they'll give it to uh i don't know burrow or whatever cool. so who who wins and what's the score tory i'm gonna go you know one one thing I uh, think I was gonna throw in there. I think Bengals is gonna be a full touchdown win by the Bengals. I'm gonna go Ooh. something. Uh, it's funny that Jordan threw out a 25 because I was thinking somewhere around like 32 to 25. I, don't, I think it's gonna be an unorthodox score. Uh, I'm gonna go 32 25 Bengals. Man, the offspring of Woody are just on point with each other on this thing. Yeah, that's scary. That's why um, right, it's so stuff. funny listening to it. I'm like, oh, this is exactly like everything I feel is all right here. But for you were saying it just because you like wanted to do the opposite of what you were thinking. Of what I actually I'm yeah, my, the, my I'm, rational For side. me, this is like my actual like 
like, okay, I believe this. Like, I think they're like everyone keeps going on about this Rams defensive line. I think the way you stop that is with the running game, and I think the difference between the uh, 49ers running game and like the Bengals running game is more or less they're the the, the 49ers are going to run it right at you. Like they're they're more uh, more like straight ahead. They're trying to get to the second level before they make their moves. Whereas Joe Mixon is very patient behind the line and is very good at setting up his offensive linemen in positions to make blocks before he makes his moves and get to the second level. And I think that's going to pay dividends. They're going to be able to run it. Jordan, you mentioned throwing little screens to Mixon uh, over the heads of the uh, defensive linemen. I think they're going to be able to do some stuff like that where it's able to slow down that uh, that uh, defensive line and help their offensive line out. And I, and I think they're going to get the win. There it is. Um, all right. Well, good stuff. Uh, very excited for the game. Me and Drew will be crushing Doritos. Yes, Doritos. I think I, I, think, cheese, I think I got prosciutto and some cheese. Like I'm gonna have like a little mini charcuterie. Charcuterie. Oh there, yeah. There it is. Give me that guy. Nice. Um. All right. I'm getting into the NHL half clappers here. Clap, 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 clap. Uh, a couple random things. Um, the Edmonton Oilers fired their coach. So I, I think I saw something like. Connor McDavid's fifth coach in four years or fourth coach in fifth years or something like that. And I think it was Ryan Nugent Hopkins has had like 12 coaches in 11 years or something like that. Like uh, unbelievable. Absolutely absurd. What a dumpster fire out there. Speaking of fired coaches, the Canadians uh, fired their coach like Ducharme or something like that and brought in Martin Saint-Louis, the legend He's he's a hometown guy. Um, I saw somebody joke on Twitter that are they the only franchise where their coach is the best player on their team? Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know that actually I think makes more sense than although he has no coaching experience. But to me, it just makes more sense than whatever the frig Edmonton's doing. Um, also around the league, Brad Marchand uh, just continues just his his dumbasseries bush league stuff he friggin like after the play punched the penguins goalie in the face and then on the had a flyby where the referee was trying to stop him and he just sticked the penguins goalie in the face immediately after punching him in the face so he got a six game suspension just uh, great a douchebag just continues to to not disappoint um can i jump in with a little funny anecdote about that Sure. So they were talking. I had NHL Network on. And they were talking about uh, that situation, and they were like, "So apparently, he had to meet with the commissioner." And on the NHL Network, it said, "Brad Marchand has in-person meeting via Zoom," and I'm like, "That is the exact opposite of an in-person meeting. Like it's right. Yeah, <laughs> or, I, saw, yeah I was I like, that is not. Like I, I just laughed at that. I was like, so he didn't have an yeah, in-person it was, it was meeting. Funny. He had it yeah. via Zoom." But yeah, same result. Six six games. I mean, that was just asinine by him. Yeah, yeah, that, that was ridiculous. Um, couple random things that caught my eye. I, I just on on the on the stat sheet, Jonathan Huberto for Florida has pulled into a tie with Leon Dreisaitl. Like, is that been? I don't. Has that been like that all year? And I haven't been paying attention. Like, ha- have yourself a season there, kid. Jeez, Nazem Kadri is fourth in the league just another just idiot bully but has just turned himself into a scoring machine this year 
Um, and Steven Stamkos, 10th in the league in scoring 52 points. Unreal. Go ahead. Go off, son. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say about that, or was that the only other? Was that all I wanted to say? Oh, no. Uh, Chris Kreider, on fire for the Rangers, has pulled it into a tie for the friggin' Rocket Richard with Leon Dreisaitl. 33 goals this year. Never. I always pictured him as like a third-line grinder. 33 goals leading the league? My gosh. Way to go. Like, how about that, Rangers? And why did I get a Canadian accent right when I said, way to go, eh? Um, that's all I got for the half-clappers around the NHL. Um, before we get to the parlay, you know, want to wrap up beer one here, but MLB amidst the flurry of trades and everything else today, today, MLB is going with the universal DH. I'm not a fan of it. I I like, I like actual baseball, you know, everyone, oh, this creates jobs. Oh, this offense. This creates jobs. (laughs) In this economy? Oh no, my no, God. no, for the players, because now there's like an extra hitter instead. Like I understand what you mean, yeah. It's... Yeah, there's 15 more. The DH is this nation's backbone. <laughs> uh, whatever. I mean, it's. I I do have to admit that like MLB has such problems, and like where teams like our Pittsburgh Pirates just suck continually. That yeah, giving just... them giving them a DH is going to solve that issue. It's like, well, you know what? You've 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 turned me into like uh, an apathetic fan, and so I I don't like the Universal DH, but like I'm not even gonna argue because why do I even? Care? My thing like, is, it just need, whatever it is needs to be universal in both leagues. You, I, I I'm not a fan of one league gets one set of rules and the oh, other. Oh, I am. You are. I I, yeah. I mean, look, I personally would like both the pitchers to hit in both leagues, but you know, I I just think it's silly to have batters in one league and pitchers hitting in the other league. I, I think that's silly. Well, the history the history of MLB is that they're two separate leagues. It's only been in the past 25 years. I, I that understand they, that. But, I mean, it, I mean, it's yeah. always been the case where they go to the World Series and they make concessions to whoever the home team is. So, I just think it's, you know, you, you're every, – every team plays one way until they get to the World Series and then all of a sudden you have to change your strategy. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think everyone should play with the same set. That's of the rules. whole point. That's the whole point of you won this league. You won this league. Now let's put see who's the, you know who who can adapt and who who can who can be the head of or who who can adaptability, be the champion of both baby. Yeah, um, I, I think championships should be given to the best all around team, not who could adapt more and a weird circumstance. It's not weird. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Teach their own. Um, Calmer yeah. than you, dude. <laughs> Calmer than you are. Well, we won't have to. We uh, won't have to argue about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Now we could watch fifteen more guys rack up 150 strikeouts a year as a hitter. It's kind of it's kind of fun how uh, it's mirrored how uh, the steroid was. I saw there was some meme about how uh, they went on st- or baseball needed saving, and then the steroid error saved baseball. Now they're on strike, and I guess the the Banned substance testing's gone, and now steroids will come back again. Uh, please, please do. Actually, only the pirates should be allowed to use steroids because, come on, we need the help. Um, all right. Or you could just put steroids, guys, in the Hall of Fame, one of the two. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't. I didn't mean to bring that up too. But honestly, that's just such a BS. Yeah. Debate. I don't. I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even want to give that establishment the time. I wouldn't yeah, even say it out call. loud. Good call. We're done. They don't even deserve it. They don't. Wrap you, it up. You, they, Put a bow on you it. don't deserve it. Yeah. They don't deserve it. Yep. All right. Now everyone's favorite portion of the podcast, other than the pit stop, is the parlay. Let's get paid. Parlay for the weekend. Um. All right, uh, Drew. I'm gonna kick it to you first. Oh, you know I'm going Rams. Rams to cover. Rams to cover. The four points. Yep. I'll take All the right. Bengals. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> not doing that. Well, um, obviously you can't do that in a parlay. So. I'm gonna take. Get money, money, money. Uh, uh, uh. What is that from? Just got paid. Friday Just got paid. Party bumping. I might be doing that tomorrow at Wells Fargo with Spearmint Rhino. Doing a little shaking. Maybe hit up uh, the the Blossies uh, strip club here in Philly afterwards. Um, I I will say there. I did look it up. There is no Spearmint Rhinos in Philly. The closest one is New York. Oh wait, Spearmint Rhinos a strip club? I thought that was just his nickname because he was like fat and looked like a rhino. You serious? You got to be joking. <laughs> Who are you taking in the parlay? Who are you taking in the parlay? It's De Blasio, uh, not De Blasio. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm taking the St. Louis Blues over the Chicago. Neither Bears. one's gonna have James Harden in it, so who cares? What are you taking? What are you taking in the parlay? Uh, the St. Louis Blues to beat the Chicago Blackhawks Saturday night hockey, as I oh, want sweet. to do. Yeah, eight o'clock. T, you want to join in on this parlay? Yup. Yeah, get him in there. Saturday night. February twelfth, Bulls over Thunder. I don't know what the what the uh, what the to line cover is. The spread. Yeah, um, we lost last week. I I had the Warriors because they were uh, what minus thirteen and a half versus some crappy team on the second night of a back to back. Oh god, that was brutal. And it was the, the Kings. It was up, the Kings. The King, Yeah, the Warriors were up by like nineteen with like five minutes to go, and then they ended up winning by twelve. And they I th- no, I think. I think they were up 20 with two and a half minutes left, J.O., so it's even worse. That is a second night of a back-to-back for the Bulls. I hate Oh, you want to do something else now? Take it. Let me see something here. Coward. Well, then, then I'm going to go with... Horson! I'll go with my boys, because just because on the second night of a back-to-back, you didn't, never know who they're going to sit. So I'm going to roll with my boys, the Grizzlies over the Hornets. That's What's that spread? what I like. What's that spread? We don't it's know Saturday, yet. Saturday, bro. We don't know. Oh, that's right. Taking it blind. That's right. All right, so we got um, the Blues. Wait, did I say this? We lo- Oh, yeah, we lost that week because of the Warriors. Although we did put Drew's uh, Keith Thurman bet in there, so we did recoup a little bit. And, on, and on Vegas would not let us <laughs> par. I still don't understand why they wouldn't, they wouldn't let us parlay the winner and the over of the rounds. It makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I don't know either. It's insane to me. Luka Doncic had oh. 51 tonight. Nice. It's just, um, in, just incredible. All right, so the the Grizzles, uh, the Blues, and the Rams to cover. Yes, sir. Lock it up. All right. If you got anything left in beer one, an hour and 25 minutes later. I already started beer two and just didn't tell you guys. You do that every week. <laughs> started beer two at like 2.15. It's Daryl Morey day. On, I can do what I want. Like eight. Drew's on, yeah, Drew's on beer nine. I'm embarrassed at how you much I've had He's on the back nine, right. chipping balls. 
<laughs> All right, assume positions for the two Bruce who loot. Three, two, one. Um, I got a, a Nectar of the Gods, Nugget Nectar. Tori? Uh, I got a Brood Gentleman Double Weapons. Because that's what the Sixers got now. They got double the weapons. Ooh! Pew, 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 pew! <laughs> that was my, like, Star Nick, Wars uh, phaser, phaser sound noise. Ah. Uh, Drew, God. what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a uh, Lagunitas uh, Daytime. It's like a little lighter version. Figure I gotta just calm down on these nine percenters at some point tonight. Nice. Um, okay, so beer two. Uh, you know we don't we don't have to get too crazy on this one, but we binged ooh, yet ooh, another show. Ooh, ooh, sorry, man. Ah, uh, this is why we do outlines. I tell you this every week, every week. I was trying. I was hoping to sneak by. Before we get into it. Oh my God! Forget about the amazing, amazing news of James Harden now coming to the Sixers, but it's happening. It's happening. It was ten o'clock yesterday morning. I'm going to do my business. I go on Instagram, and oh my God, the Last Kingdom, March 9th, it's coming back. I was shaking. I was shaking. Oh my God! Did you watch the trailer? No. There's a trailer. I it? sent you. I sent it to you. No, you didn't. I totally sent you the link. No, you oh. did not. Oh, I, I just, I kept, I just kept resending Jo that like scene from the office with Michael Scott. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, oh yeah, man. Our, our, our boy Utrid is on his way back to Bebenburg, March 9th, the final season. There is a, there is a movie that's coming out too. I don't know what they're gonna call it. Maybe a limited series, but the actual series, or the actual series of the Last Kingdom. Will come to its climax on March 9th. We're gonna have a, a Last Kingdom standalone pod. I don't even know the format of it, but we'll probably just hyperventilate the. Whole Are we gonna? Thing. Should we do like a, a watch party for the the first one together? Ooh. Remember, remember, I watched like twelve episodes. You, you do Twitch, don't you? Uh, I have a Twitch account. Yes. Maybe, maybe we need to, you could help us set up a Twitch account. Maybe we'll like watch it together on like live live video feed. You, you uh, work on that. Remember, I binged it all. I have in, to like, catch up. How many seasons are they? Yeah. What season is this? Five. This season five. Yeah, I got four seasons to catch up on. <laughs> it's honestly like it's probably my favorite show ever. I, I the watched first... the first three. I think two, maybe three episodes, and then I just got distracted with something else. So I got to get back to it. Oh, it's it, um, it had potential. The first three seasons, I watched I think five times. And I'm not like Drew, where I just like go back and watch reruns of every show I've ever watched. Like for me, that's a big deal. Yeah. And then I've, season four, I've watched twice. I watched I watched it two times uh, in about seventeen days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But this is the makeup show. I tell you, a few weeks ago we had the the Jordan White. This show's coming back at sometime in twelve months, sometimes in the next eight months, sometimes in the next six months. Now we got dates to it. March 9th, and then the other big announcement, Better Call Saul, final season, part one, April 18th, man. Oh, Jimmy McGill, Slippin' Jimmy is coming back. I don't know. I think they're breaking it up seven episodes and then seven episodes, but part two is then coming out July 11th. My God, as if there's not enough, as if there's not enough TV that I'm crushing these days, add that shit to the pile. Yeah, plus Boba Fett is uh, finishing... Here, the last episode was today. They still, so we, are they still calling it that? Yeah, right. 
So we'll, we, have, we're, we'll have we'll have our Star Wars guy on a, in the next yeah, couple we'll of weeks. Yeah, we'll have our Star Wars guy on in the next week or two. Um, and then uh, May what? May twenty fifth is that when? Uh, May twenty seventh, I think. May twenty seventh, Obi Wan. There's just so much coming out. God, there's just so God. Me and my screens. I'm never I'm never gonna take my eyes off them. Seriously, and but in the meantime, we did binge a whole new show, Yellow Jackets, on uh, Showtime. Delicious, delicious. Yeah. Um creepy as hell lord of the flies meets a girl's high school girls soccer team yeah so the premise the non-spoiler version is uh this high school girls soccer team uh they make states they're flying out to states make nationals it's nationals that's what i said isn't it what Um, no they what they were the state they were the new jersey state champions they were they were going out to nationals either way keep going sorry that's what i said go ahead I was I, I no you you're correcting me I'm just trying to be go ahead um, go ahead anyway their plane crashes in the wilderness they're out there for 19 months uh, nobody wants to talk about um, what what happened out there and so it flashes back and forth between them 25 years in the future which is present day and then 1996 when they are out in the woods and it kind of goes back and forth and some of the girls are not in the present anymore and some are and so you're just kind of like okay what happened and like there's overtones of like potentially cannibalism there's overtones of like maybe devil worshiping or like some kind of um like paranormal type stuff and it's like what what exactly is going on um it 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 made me nervous the entire time I was watching. It was so yeah. It was so. The music was on point. The writing, the the cinematography, the whole the whole thing is to make you uncomfortable, and it succeeded. Very, and very much so. And we're both watching it at like one o'clock in the morning, like midnight, one o'clock. Like uh, I was. Some nights I went to bed. I was like, oh my god, is there is the antler queen going to be behind me when I get up? I, I I lost some sleep over it. Um, and it's not so much that I was scared, but it's just my brain was just it just unsettled. Away. It's it just unsettles you. Yeah, it, it is unsettling. Um, but I'd say the main characters were probably um, Melanie Linsky. You know her as Rose from Two and a Half Men. Hell yeah. Uh, she's kind of the main character. Um, and then uh, Juliette Lewis, who has just been in a ton of uh, scary movie stuff. Christina Ricci. Um, and then uh, Tawny Cypress. Uh, that's, the, yeah. that's the adults. And then they have the teenage version of their characters. Of I didn't really know any of those actresses. That's all right. Yeah. That's okay. Um, so super creepy. Um that's the non-spoiler version. Uh, Drew, I'll pass it to you to break down uh, your thoughts on it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. My, my, uh, our Harrisburg buddies were telling me to get on this uh, ASAP. So I finally was like, all right, there's really nothing else more I can crush on Apple TV and everything else. Let me finally get to this Yellow Jackets thing everybody's talking about. Um, you know, it starts off – the very first episode, start, the very first scene starts out with this just – you're in the woods. It's quiet. You just see this this girl, young girl, terrified, running through the snow. You hear this like cackling, like a white like like bedtime gown. Yeah, and, and nothing just, else in the and snow. You, yeah, and, and barefoot. You, and all you hear is this cackling, this laughing, this evil laughing of like these teenage girls in the background. And she's just getting so freaked out. And then she falls into a trap. 
and then it just as as the as the person that was you know chasing her goes up to the trap you just see her impaled by a bunch of spikes that they had had uh, set up there underneath in this the ditch, yeah yeah in this ditch and then it's just all you basically just see another teenage girl wrapped in like i guess you know maybe it's bear bear fur some type of fur with a mask on and with like pink tennis shoes so right off the bat you're you're starting to see what's going on um it does flash forward again it starts you know it starts in the present day in you know 2021 2022 it's a 25th anniversary so so, you know they're interviewing some people that you know knew the girls and and want to talk about it and then it continues to go throughout each episode between present day and 1996 um Again, there's four the four main characters that Jo just talked about that are alive as adults. They do a really good job of not really telling you who's alive and who's not. Those are just the four people that are you know focused in this story. Um, you know, the plane crashes. There's some you know there's some they, the first episode is really good at setting up kind of the relationships between the girls. You have um, God, I've already forgotten their names because I friggin. Uh... <laughs> Because of the binge, what, but Misty? but Shauna, Shauna, Shauna and Misty. who was my who was my who was my who was my Thaisa. girl? Her best friend. Now, who was her best friend? Oh, Jackie, Jackie. right? Yeah. So Shauna and Jackie are two of the main. They're like best friends. Uh, Jackie's like the prom queen, per- Miss Perfect. You know, parents you know, brag about her all the time. And Shauna's like you know the best friend who just has to like you know kind of hold the bag. And she's banging. She's banging Jackie's boyfriend. <laughs> which is which is hilarious so that's there's some unsettlement there before they get on the plane to go to to go to nationals uh ty taisa and uh her you know uh, one of the girls on the team you see her with a lot they're actually you know in a relationship together and then you have natalie um who's like the loner goth how is this girl on a soccer team kind of kind of (laughs) vibe She's uh she's the wild card, and then you have Misty, who is played by Christine. Re- Christine, Re- if Christine Ricci doesn't win an award, I don't know why they have awards because she was yeah. perfect. Yeah. She basically plays the outcast, like you know, girl who's obsessed obsessed with a coach, just wants all wants everybody to like her, but it's kind of kind also of a weirdo, a little bit of a psycho, kind yeah, kind kind of a psycho. I'm gonna poison you if you don't love me, kind of chick. Um, and uh, and then you have um. Oh my God, Jesus! Who is the who is who is who is the schizo? Uh, Lottie. And then you have Lottie Williams, who you know, pretty girl. You know, you know, she's one of the other good, really good players on the team. She is taking pills in the, earlier in the episode, and from some research I did, they're schizophrenic pills. So they have some flashback scenes of her where she may be able to see the future and know what's going on. And they, you know, they start showing things while they're in the woods that she's having these visions. So they set all this stuff up. The plane crashes, um, and then they just kind of go from there. I, we guess it's probably five to six months the first season of them in the wilderness, and then probably a couple weeks in present day that they're that they're going back and forth. Um, the story pre- in the present day, you have um sean is alive she's now married to jackie's boyfriend that she was that she was banging on the side she's kind of your you know take away you know we probably ate our friends out of the equation she's just you know uh it looks like she's a stay-at-home mom who's just kind of in a rut um thinks her husband's cheating on her 
that kind of situation. Thais is running for state New Jersey Senate. I believe, right? It was, it was, set, right, yeah. it was sound, right? She's, she's running for Senate. Um, she's now married to somebody who is not the, obviously the girl that from high school. So they have a, they have a young son who's kind of got some, some issues on his own. Nat's a recovering drug addict, alcoholic, you name it. She's probably been doing it and snorting it. And then you have Misty who is a nurse at a long-term care facility and freaking terrifying. So the first scene is basically one of her patients not wanting to eat and throwing the food on the floor and her turning her, her pain medicine off saying, don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. um, so it really sets the tone of these four women. Uh, and then again, throughout the episode, throughout the episodes, it's just day by day, them trying to find ways to survive. They eventually decide to leave the plane to go find water. They find a creepy cabin with some dead body in the attic uh, there's these weird symbols carved into the floors and the trees, but like you, the whole thing is like you don't know what's been there and like what maybe they're doing real time and have not realizing because you have some of the girls are sleepwalking, they're having hallucinations. Um, it, it, it's just really well done. And then in, in present day, somebody's sending them postcards with the symbols. And it's the four girls start to one by one kind of get together to try to figure out one who's doing it and two um you know is who's who's talking and is it the same person so uh there is one you know there are a couple it's not all it's not all you know women that are on uh, you know in the it's i keep keep wanting to say an island like it's lost but they're just in the woods (laughs) um because it seems silly that they're in the woods but they just can't walk and find you know find a a ranger somewhere but um really (laughs) no i'm kidding um Yogi Bear's out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, there are the there's there's two male coaches and the the head coach's two sons were on the plane. The head coach dies as soon as they land. The assistant coach, uh, his leg is trapped under a plane. It's one of the most gruesome scenes with a leg I've ever seen, and that's including The Walking Dead when they lift they lift the wing off his leg, and it's basically looks like Stretch Armstrong flopping uh, around like a wet noodle. Oh my god! To which Misty then just calmly comes over with an axe and chops it off and blood squirts everywhere (laughs) so wild um misty's just you know she's somehow she knows how to survive out in the wilderness i don't i don't know if i'm ever going to explain that but she knows and she actually finds the the plane tracker and destroy yeah the the, yeah the box and destroys it so that that part was so weird i'm like these things are made to survive explosions bottom of the ocean etc etc but like some teenage girl can just rip apart the wires with her bare hands and like destroy it like that that was that was strange and i had no idea like i knew what it was but i didn't i didn't know all that specific specific uh about it and so i was just like oh okay i guess it's not i guess i thought it was kind of easy to do um so now you you pretty much think they're trapped out there because nobody is going to go find them because but i'm also like didn't that thing already send a signal to where they are um yeah, and then it, Lottie, it, it, you know, it, it, as long as it's intact, I mean, it will yeah. it it will send a pinging signal for like a year or something. But like, there, somebody has to be in range with the device to find yeah. the signal. Yeah. And so I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to stay on track of like '96 and and present day. But long story short, Shauna Shauna somehow is pregnant, even though uh, you know she tried the teenage to, uh, version of her. Yeah, she's pregnant. 
trapped in the wilderness. Jackie finds out because she read her diary that it's her boyfriend's. Um, Taisa tries to lead a party of girls to leave the the cabin they're in to go find help. Uh, that lasted one night, and they're attacked by wolves because she was she was she was on watch, but ended up sleepwalking her way up a tree, and uh, her girlfriend gets her face ripped off, <laughs> which is wild. Um, and then again, Lottie just keeps having these like insane visions that like things start to kind of happen as to what she's seeing. So now people are like, is, is Lottie like really the real deal? Some people are calling bullshit. Some people are like, yeah, this is real. Um, the coach, the head coach who passed away, his oldest son, Travis is like, you know, the only guy there. So he's basically eye candy for everybody. So like him and Nat become, uh, we'll say friendly. And, uh, you know, he's, he's going back and forth. In the present day, um, Nat's going to find goes you know goes to go find him and ends up going there with Misty and he hangs himself. So you think, um, so even more just crazy shit going on with these guys. And long story short, in the in '96, the it ends up where um, one of the girls flies. You know, they find a plane that the guy who died in the cabin apparently owned. Uh, one of the girls reads a manual and her dad or her grandfather flew planes and I guess she learned how to do it. She takes off. The plane blows up again. More does Lottie have supernatural powers questions. And in the finale, my girl Jackie, after she uh, you know, does the hunk of chunk of with my man Travis, um, and then they try to have an orgy and almost cut his head off. Uh, she ends up getting in a big fight. <laughs> she is, which is probably the wildest. Well, episode nine is the wildest episode of the series. Yeah, um, it, it, like that's just it, like they, yeah, they get. Well, they get poisoned by Misty from all these shrooms, so they're all high on these these wild mushrooms, and then one thing leads to another, and it's almost an orgy and almost cutting his head off. Yeah, which is just awesome. Um, but then Shauna basically gives gives Jackie the business, and Jackie basically gonna go sleep outside in the cold. And uh, before you know it, they the next morning it ended up snowing a night, and Jackie froze to death. Um, so that's where we end in '96. Um, before the big reveal at the end in present day. In present day, they you know. The, the person sending the postcard, so we think, is blackmailing them. They come up with 50 grand because, you know, Nat just happens to have 50 grand of cocaine lying around um, and uh, and sells that. One of the one of the funnier scenes is when they actually have the cash and Rose is like, geez, this is 50 grand? Kind of underwhelming from what you, what they show you in movies, Yeah, um, which was good. So the four women, they, they put a tracker in it from Amazon. It's just so funny. It's like just shit you can get off Amazon. Yeah. Um, they they follow the person. The guy gets covered in glitter, and so they joke about, "Let's just we'll follow the glitter. We'll find the you know we'll find the guy." Um, in the meantime, Shauna meets this random dude she backs into and is having an affair with him now because she thinks her husband's having an affair on the side. Uh, she ends up killing the guy because she thinks that he is the one blackmailing her because. He hides her. He hides him in her closet. He's just being shady. Yeah, he's being super shady. He lies about where he went to school. Her daughter can't find him anywhere on social media because she runs into them at a club. And I know I'm all over the place and rambling, but this is just too. There's just so much that happens, and yeah. uh, so Sean ends up killing him. Somehow it ended up being her husband, which I didn't see. And you said you actually called that Jo. 
her husband was the one blackmailing them to save the business and he wasn't having an affair he had borrowed money from loan sharks and the woman that she saw him with was working for the loan sharks right um which leads to probably the best line and probably the hottest selling t-shirt on showtime uh shop.com because uh, she keeps telling him she's going to a book club and when she's meeting her lover and she goes come on seriously did you really think i was going to book club what there's no book club <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. I might buy the shirt. It's so funny. Is there really a shirt out there? It's on. Yeah, let's go to Showtime.com under their store. They have a shop, and that's they actually have a, they have yellow jackets, uh, um, swag, and that's one of the shirts. Um, and so, and he basically, so they come up with a scheme to you know make, trick the other uh, girls into or women, I should say at this point. To destroy, to you know, getting rid of the evidence and convincing them that this guy was in fact the one blackmailing them. Um, Thaisa ends up after going after thinking she's going to lose, um, sleepwalking again, and you know, basically torturing her son through a window to where he's got to cover it up. Uh, she ends up she ends, she thinks she's going to lose their election, but has has her her wife and and son leave the house because she's afraid she's going to hurt them, and. Um. Yeah, it all culminates in the finale where you find out that at the very end, uh, Lottie, because you keep seeing these scenes of of the girls in the woods, um, basically bleeding out the girl from the trap in the first episode, first scene, and then eating flesh. So I'm ass- yeah, unless they're doing some kind of crazy Scott Gimple bullshit with you, they're eating this girl, and uh, you know. You you just keep seeing this this leader wearing these antlers, and you just don't know. Like, everybody could be could be this person, and it ends up being at the end. Lottie Lottie is the one who you know brings a, a bear's heart to the tree, and you know basically says something in French, and then you know says let the darkness set us free. And her the two girls next to her are Misty and Thais's girlfriend. So as that's happening, we go into now the very the very last thirty seconds of the episode. Thaisa wins the election. Her wife goes back to get a suitcase and in the basement sees blood on the floor, travels through this little like crawl space, um, which was like the, the longest crawl space. That I've wasn't ever seen. blood. That was that was paint from the stuff that was painted on their. Oh, door. It was pa- you. Sh- I think it was blood, dude. No, no, no. That was that was the pa- that's what it was. The same. You, sh- you sure it wasn't? You sure it wasn't blood from the heart and decapitated dog's head? Sure, it was. It was the red paint that was on the front door. Okay, but so anyway, she goes into the crawl space and there's this like huge room there, which is like I, I it was nuts. And it turns out that Thaisa had killed her dog, and she was probably did it while she was you know sleepwalking. Maybe she killed their dog, cut off its head and, and its heart. Uh, and took their son's like treasured toy and crushed its head, and had it had it as a sacrifice because right above it was the symbol. Um, and then she has this evil smile on her face as they flash to her winning the election. And as Natalie is Natalie's about to kill herself um, over grief of Travis dying and realizing that he really, what she thinks she thinks he really did kill her, kill himself. Uh, these cult people dressed in like weird sweatsuits break into her hotel room, which why that would stop you from pulling the trigger. If anything, it probably would have scared the shit out of me and I would have accidentally <laughs> pulled the trigger and blown my head off. Um, you see them pull her out. They're wearing, one of them is wearing a necklace with the symbol and they, as Travis's bank account was closed by somebody after he died and this woman that she gets to help them figure it out 
is calling her cell phone and leaves her a message and basically says, what did you get me into and who is Lottie Williams? So that's basically where where we end. There's a fun subplot of, of, of Misty kidnapping this like private investigator that was working for Thaisa the entire time and basically poisoning her twice, which was great. Um, but that's the setup. Like Lottie Williams is apparently alive. She is the antler queen. And now what do we do here in season two? So I know that was a lot of rambling. The show was a lot of fun. I had a lot of, it was a lot of joking around with some of the stuff. Highly recommend it. I give it an eight an eight out of 10. I give it a, scared the shit out of me i don't i didn't i didn't didn't even know how to rate it i was just like this makes me extremely uncomfortable the entire time but i can't like there it has been a long time since there's a show where i just like can't stop watching and like i was watching two three four episodes i think to close it out i binged four episodes in one night yeah i yeah I, i think the most i did was three and I was just like, I need to know what what's happening next, well, even even though this scares the crap out of me. Yeah, I mean, and they they do a good they they did a great job of again no no real cliffhangers in these episodes, but like you know enough that, enough happens at the end that you're I just say, like it's a big cliffhanger at the end, and like honestly, well no, I mean no, I mean at the end of each episode, to yeah, keep no, you no, hooked. yeah, I got yeah, you, yeah, but yeah, at, at yeah. the end of the season, there, like I expected us to have more answers by the end of this season, yeah. And, like, honestly, it made me feel so uncomfortable that, like, I'm considering not watching the rest and just having you tell me. <laughs> like, I, Well, there's so many questions. I don't want like, to be they, stressed out watching Well, like, show. some of the big questions are, like, who who knows that Lottie's alive? I, I my, my thought is that Misty is still working with her because at the end scene, it was Misty, Lottie, and Thais' Mis- girlfriend. And Misty's been shady the whole time. She's yeah, like, so she's, I think Misty, I think Misty yeah. is still part of the cult with her. Um... I think Thaisa is not part of the crew, and I think she just, out of desperation to win the election so badly, like made the sacrifice. Yeah, just reverted back and made the sacrifice to whatever the stupid symbol is. Um, But maybe she it. Maybe maybe she is with lot. Maybe maybe everybody but like Shauna and Natalie are like still because we don't know what happened. We don't know how all this kind of went out. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe maybe someone's using Lottie's name as just like a cover. It could. Maybe it's Thaisa. Maybe she could be doing it. There's, there, yeah. They. I just thought they did a great. job. listen. Show, I think Showtime, from a street, from a from a, a series perspective, they they do like they their first two seasons of like every show are just awesome and amazing. Like Billions, the first two seasons of Billions were fantastic. And for whatever reason, I don't know if writers leave after their first two seasons. Maybe three for some shows. They just fall off a cliff. So I'm hoping three seasons max with this show to keep the the spookiness and like the uncomfortable. Because after like if you go five six seasons, you're gonna lose that, and that's what makes the show so good. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping like next season they do the next like whatever it is six months out there, and then the last season it's the last few months, and then the culmination of whatever's going on in present day, and then they say, listen, the show is a success. We got thirty, you know, we got thirty episodes of it. Great job, guys. Let's you know, let's 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 call it a day, and not just stretching it into like you know, let's let's stretch it like you know, like well, The Walking Dead at, when they were like, you know, the 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 savior at war should be eight episodes. Let's make it two seasons, and then they start talking about random girls that you never saw on the soccer team like for three seasons, and now they're gonna make them main characters. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, so good though. Highly recommend. 
again, I, if you want to be sp really spooked the shit out of you, watch it at night with all the lights off like I was doing. Yeesh. It's just eerie. It's not. It's not even that it's like scary movie type scary. It's, it's just, just like, it's like yeah, it's it's, it's, just, it's just spook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like mad creepy. It's like what is going on? Is there like like I said, devil worshiping or like what? Yeah. Oh, it's wild. Um, but honestly, the writing was there. Was there is like very good humor interwoven throughout, yes. and like the writing was actually pretty good. Um, and so like. That's another part of the reason why you're just hooked in. Like the characters are very realistic, and the writing and the humor is is again realistic and good. Um, so that like keeps you going, and it's not just all creepiness. You're like, especially for people our age, you know, remembering like the '90s, um, and just um, yeah, some of the call when they're kissed by rose on the grave yeah. when they're like singing seal and like i'm like oh man remember the I, girl who died and they were doing her little funeral and she was like she was supposed to go to the concert what was yeah. it was it oar uh i forget i yeah i don't remember um but either way uh it it was fun like the whole 90s stuff was fun the writing was good the whole dynamic of there being like you know 15 or 20 girls and like two guys was interesting oh, yeah. um it, it was coach coach paul with his like 30 condoms that he gives travis use why use wisely my young padawan yeah it was it was it was it was weird it got weird um but that's all i gotta say on that i think that's gonna conclude beer two right drew that's all i got i got no more surprises beautiful um well, everyone, if this was your first episode with us, thanks for clicking and listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you next week. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, dear. Okay. Code word number two, everybody. Code Ooh. word number two. Again, if you want Book a free... Club. If you want a free... Fuck you, man. Is that what you were going to say? Now I'm not going to say it. Now that's not going to be the code word. <laughs> If you want a free, if you want a, what you want a free, free two beers podcast hat. No, we pay for shipping. There are no strings attached. They're now the co word, Caligula. Caligula, there it is. <laughs> Misty's bird. The bird's name. <laughs> it was gonna be book club, but you ruined it, Dick. Oh, now I want to watch. Were you really gonna the say book club? Yeah. <laughs> yeah book you were club. seriously gonna say book club. Book club. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, that line was so. I'm sorry. It was so. There's no book club. That was classic. It was so good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boys. As always. Yeah? No, you go first. No, oh, come on, oh. man. You go well, first. Well, you said as always, so I was waiting I was for setting it. you. Man, I, I'm like James Harden with MB, man. I'm already getting into it. I'm setting you up. I'm I'm giving you that lob pass, and you're supposed to dunk it home, man. As always. You gotta dunk that shit. <laughs> as always, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Never nervous. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talking about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs> <laughs>